Hey everyone, it's Jessica. Before the episode starts, we wanted to clarify a few things. This episode was recorded a little less than two weeks ago, before any major precautions were put in place to combat the spread of the coronavirus. In this episode, we talk about travel, going out, and it's actually the first time we recorded in the same room, none of which we condone doing right now. Since the recording, we've been practicing social distancing and self-isolation, and we encourage everyone to try to do the same. We hope you stay safe, stay healthy, and enjoy the episode. On the road again. Can't wait to watch that movie on the road again. That's right, guys. We are talking about road trip movies, some of our favorite road trip movies on episode 74 of the podcast. Cue the music. Welcome, everyone, to the Entertainment Buffet Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Prosek. And I'm your other host, Jessica Quaz. And we're in the same room. We're here. We're together. <laughs> this feels really weird, yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> First time in, like, two years we are recording, not only in the same state, but the same room. In the same room. I'm looking at you, not through a screen. In yes. real life, you're 3D right now. Yeah. You know? And we're not... Uh, we're not annoyed when FaceTime exits out and we have to edit that out of the episode. None of that. <laughs> None of that. Just editing out our, our real selves now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I am in uh, Colorado yeah. visiting Jess uh, on a trip. And we figured uh, we'd record a special episode uh, to talk about road trip movies. Yes, I mean, why not get into the travel theme, since you are traveling, you know? Yes. Um, and we kind of discuss, like, travel movies and road trip movies, and it turns out there's a lot of movies that have a travel or road trip element to it. Yeah. So. Like, at, at first we thought of, like, a few, like, off the bat, but then, like, we Googled it and actually looked into it, and all of a sudden we started remembering, like, road trip movies of, like, every genre <laughs> like it's not just like comedies like there's dramas there's action there's horror there's uh thriller like there's so many types of film that use the device of a road trip and so it it, it uh, i don't think it's enough to necessarily be a genre but it's definitely a plot structure that so many movies use yes and you're right like looking into it we realized like i don't know like typical road trip movies in my mind were more so like you know, buddy comedies or comedy adventure, but like looking into it, you're right. Like a lot of movie genres use that device to like move the story along or get our characters into a situation. And turns out there's a lot more than like I realized for sure. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'm uh, I'm in the Denver area visiting yes. Jess and welcome to the mountains. <laughs> yes, uh, I haven't been here in a handful of years, and uh, uh, we got to. Hang out with some alpacas the other day. Yes, we went to an alpaca farm. Alpacas are amazing. They're super sweet, very sensitive and gentle creatures. So we super just get chill. to like super chill. But they go ape shit over grains. They're so pumped <laughs> for grains. That's their favorite snack. And we fed them grains, and they were just like losing their minds. It was like, I don't know, their catnip, I guess. But yeah. 
It was so cute. If you follow me on Instagram, I uh, uh, someone got a great photo of me. It looks like I'm being photobombed by the alpaca. <laughs> <laughs> they pose. They yeah, pose he for was just photos. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> I have a lot of like alpaca poses on my phone right now. Yeah. Um, the highlight of that trip was uh, one of the goats on the farm tried to mate with my boyfriend oh yeah and, <laughs> and yeah it was and you, and you got it on, on some great like little photo chain mm-hmm. of like the events of like first the goat was kind of just like oh hey how's it going and then all of a sudden it's like oh you're getting a little close and oh oh <laughs> and then all of a sudden the owner of the farm comes over she's like oh he's trying to mate with you yeah she's like <laughs> uh hey you might want to get away because he's yeah. trying to mate with you it's unless you're mating season. <laughs> yeah it's mating season and uh this goat's trying to fuck this, this goat's a fuck boy DTF, man. He's yeah, ready to go. For sure. He's very uh, aggressive with it. Yes. Yeah. Um, went to Bacon Social like three times. Yeah, it's a, a great like brunch and dinner place by my house. And it's uh, a menu that is mostly comprised of bacon. Yeah. And it's always delicious. Definitely. And, um, yeah, we got to have some voodoo donuts the other day. Yep, got to uh, have those. Yeah. Went and- to Red Rocks. It's another very, like, Denver thing to do and you had two shows too yeah i had a couple shows uh, i got to do one went better than the other and then uh also and we'll do a future episode on this but i watched all of love is blind yeah yeah <laughs> the whole season you were able to fit that into the trip too <laughs> right <laughs> I, I, I figured we could squeeze some episodes in but it's like one of those like you throw on an episode or two before bed and then maybe one here and there during the day and all of a sudden throughout the week it's like oh I finished the season <laughs> that happened to a lot of people yeah <laughs> all of a sudden it's done and you don't know what to do with your time anymore right so don't worry folks if you watch love is blind and you're curious our take on it we will do an episode on that. Absolutely. Season one. There's a lot to be discussed with that show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, uh, and I even just found myself, as the trip was going on, because I was watching it throughout this week, was just like, oh, uh, so I wonder if so-and-so will be together, and Jess had already seen it, and she's just kind of like, I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. Uh, no spoilers, but yeah. Um so yeah, it's, uh, we decided uh, what better way to kind of cap off the trip than record an episode in the same room. Um, uh, I'm often in uh, Chicago, her in Denver, so uh, like you said, first time we are in the same room recording. How probably most people do their podcast with their co-hosts. Yeah, right? <laughs> like I feel like that's a, like a little uh, movie magic moment for podcasts. Most people don't actually get to record in the same room. I know a handful of podcasts I listen to where they don't. Some do, some don't. You know, it's like scheduling or logistics and technology nowadays. You know, we don't have to be in the same room to <laughs> record a full conversation. Right. Us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we figured we'd do a special episode or breaking away from our uh, top tens of the ten series, which we'll get back to. Um, and uh, talk about road trip movies. Uh, so, like we were saying before, uh, it's crazy, Jess, how many road trip um, movie, uh, how many movies use road trips, even if it's like not the essential thing? It's like they use it as a plot device to put the characters through whatever journey they want, whether it's like you said, like a buddy comedy where like they hate each other and by the end of the trip they're, they're like best buds, um, like planes, trains, automobiles, or uh, even things like um, Mad Max Fury Road. Like, I consider that a road trip movie. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> no, they're yeah. on the road the whole time. <laughs> it's like the ultimate road trip movie, really. Yeah. Think about it. And so, uh, 
I guess, uh, what do you think, uh, do 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 we think that the road trip, like, dynamic, uh, is used too much? Does it feel overused? I don't think so. I think it's actually not used super often enough, really. Like, I can't think of, like, the most recent, like, road trip movie, or a movie that used the road trip heavily, like, the biggest one that's like coming to mind is like um due date with i think it was who was that robert Robert Downey jr Jr. and zach yeah and then um identity theft or thief yeah those are like some recent ones and that was like a few years ago already and then before that it probably wasn't like until like little miss sunshine or borat like i don't know like i feel like it's not used enough i personally like the device a lot because I do like to travel, I do like to get out of my element and see different areas, be kind of far away from home, on my own, um, and I think there can be, like, a lot of growth on a road trip, yeah. and a lot of, like, bonding in real life, too, and I think that that's, like, a really fun movie device. Um, I think it's been used mostly in, like, comedies or dramas. I would like to see maybe it be used more in, like, sci-fi. That could be really cool. Um, more horror I think it could be used in more genres. I don't think it's, like, overdone at all. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's overdone. I think it's, like, a lot of plot devices, I think it is... It's either done really well or really poorly. And, like, it's not even, like, really poorly as in the road trip element was the issue, as it is, like, just the movie itself is poor. Like, Due Date, I thought was fine, but, like, it... I forgot that I saw it until, like, yes. we looked up road trip movies. I was like, oh, yeah, due date, that exists. Yeah, same. Like, I saw it and I completely forgot about it. Yeah, and it's because they they clearly, they're like, well, let's put this character through this journey. And, like, this, the main character will just meet, like, a zany character and they hate each other. And then they're going to be best buds by the end. Um, but, like, I feel like some movies really focus on like the actual character and the writing and the character growth and then they just use the road trip element where some they're just like well i thought of a bunch of little road trip shenanigans like let's just put this in a movie you know like i think sometimes it's a little lazily done and other times it's really well done so uh, i think that's one thing maybe i originally thought like oh is it overused but i think it's because it's either classic movies that we can name off the top of our head or it's like Oh yeah, that. <laughs> right. It's like right. it's it's one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're right. I think like um it really depends on the movie itself, for sure. I think it can be used very well. Uh it could be used for character development. It could be used um for making the characters uncomfortable, like something that challenges them. But yeah, as opposed to like oh no, we ran out of gas in Iowa. What are we going to do? Like that's yeah. not anything groundbreaking for sure yeah and i guess uh just to be clear like when we're talking about road trip movies we're not necessarily just talking about like vacation movies as it is like the actual device of the film because we actually talked about we're like should we do road trip slash trip or vacation movies but then there's like so many that I think some are they go on a trip like hangover they go to Vegas and then all this shit happens whereas like there's other ones like uh, planes, trains, and automobiles where it's like no the whole movie is like the trip you know you barely see the before and the after it's like 
beginning of the movie, I have to get home or I have to get to this place for this thing. And here's all the stuff that I go through to get there. So we're like, maybe we could just do a separate like vacation or trip or destination film episode <laughs> and keep this one to just the trips yeah because we also got to talk about all the mary kate and ashley olsen travel movies <laughs> we could do a whole episode to oh, that oh god we we watched one and a half mary kate and ashley olsen movies <laughs> on this trip um one being uh billboard dad billboard dad iconic <laughs> which Legendary. has a lot of adult jokes it's super dark too it's really dark <laughs> and like there's even a part where uh, like one of the twins goes to put suntan lotion on the other and she like squirts a little like white suntan lotion on the back and she's like oops and that was and, right after she saw a hot guy that she was like ah. right so I was like oh god that was yeah. put there on purpose <laughs> right and then like there's even a part where like basically their dad who they're trying to hook up with a woman uh <laughs> <laughs> they're like, Dad, do we need to have the safe sex talk? And it's like, what is happening? Right. Aren't they like nine? They're like so they're, young. <laughs> they're so young. Um, and then we watched half of, uh, is it? Passport to Paris. Passport to Paris. Yeah, we didn't make it through. I'm very disappointed in ourselves. I'm not disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed we watched half of it. <laughs> I, it, was a, it, was a, it was a hoot. Uh, There's no plot. No plot. It's <laughs> Paris and boys. That's the plot. Yeah. That's they, all you need. They clearly, I mean, most of those uh, Olsen twin movies, I don't think anyone really tried. But th- this one was clearly just like, uh, let's put the twins in Paris. <laughs> Uh, what's the plot? I don't know. We'll start shooting tomorrow. Yeah. Straight <laughs> up. And you know what? It made a ton of money. <laughs> so, shit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we just started talking about road trip movies and how, like we said, like, like every genre, almost every genre has used it in some fashion. Um, so, I think we should start off with what we were saying before, which a lot of comedies use this trope. So would you say you have a favorite uh, comedy road trip movie uh, that you wanted to talk about, Jess? Yeah, I would say when I think of road trip movies, one of the movies I definitely think of is Borat. (laughs) That is an entire road trip movie. (laughs) And it's executed so well. Um, So for those of you who haven't seen it, Sasha Baron Cohen is playing a journalist from Kazakhstan. And he's making a documentary on America to, I don't know, uh, teach Kazakhstan about what America's like. (laughs) Um, And it starts off in New York. uh, And basically the road trip device is used very brilliantly, I think, to go throughout America and like see what's happening. But the reason why they actually start driving from New York to California is because while they're in New York, um, Sasha Baron Cohen's character Borat finds a, a photo, a video, I'm sure you can guess what I mean by that, of Pamela Anderson, and he falls in love with her and is like, okay, I need to marry this woman. We're going <laughs> to go to California. But he doesn't tell anyone this really. He's like, all right, uh, yeah, for the documentary, we got to start driving to California to get, you know, everything we can get about America. But really, it's to get Pamela Anderson. Jesus <laughs> like, He's stalking her. Um, it's just, I, it's wild. It's a wild movie. Um, I haven't watched it in a few years, but I wouldn't doubt that, like, the commentary on America probably holds up still, uh. <laughs> which is scary. Um, 
And like I said, like the road trip element, what I like about it is used to like see different aspects of the country and the culture, get into different areas. Um, They go, you know, to New York and they deal with like liberals and city people. Then they're in the South and they deal with, you know, um, more like Republican states. And then they go to California, which is like hippy dippy and like celebrity. (laughs) Um, So I think that that's a really fun way to use it is to like highlight different areas not just, like, them going to see it, but them going to see it for the purpose of, like, their documentary, but really to go find Pamela Anderson. <laughs> um, and, yeah, this movie, like, I don't know. I I really like Sasha Baron Cohen. I know not everyone does. I think his commentary is always really funny and also really horrifying. Um, and this was, like, the first movie that really, you know, put him on the map for American audiences and showed us, like, what he's been doing. He had, like, the Ali G show before, but that really didn't come over here so much um and then this was like what really cemented him and he's been doing like weird kind of style documentaries since he just did a a series with showtime called who is america and it's kind of in a similar fashion where he's going throughout the country in different like disguises and um seeing different aspects of the culture but this was like such a brilliant way to use the road trip for the movie and for the character and this, like, weird, zany trip to go find Pamela Anderson. Yeah, which, believe it or not, I still have not seen Borat. <laughs> I think you should. If you can yeah. find it, you should. No, like, it's it's one that, because, like, you said, it came out, what, like, 06? 07. 07, yeah. I remember, because that was when we were, like, uh, late middle school, uh, early high school age. Yeah. And, like... God, how many people are just like, my wife. Yeah. <laughs> like very how, nice. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> like, how many people were doing the Borat impression? Uh, and I didn't know it was, it was a road trip movie. It but, is, yeah. yeah it I, doesn't, like, start off as one, but becomes one. Like I said, when he finds out he's in love with Pamela Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I saw that movie at, like, a very inappropriately young age. Because now that I've realized it, I saw it, like, the year or so it came out, and I was in middle school. And that's not <laughs> a kid's movie. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, you should see it. Like I said, I'm pretty sure, like, the commentary on America and the poking fun of it probably still works to this day, even though it's over, like, a decade old. I'm sure. Um, any other comedy uh, honorable mentions that you had? Yeah, I think um, We're the Millers is a hilarious road trip movie that uses it really well. Um, and Fanboys, too. I don't know if you ever saw Fanboys. Oh, I've heard of it. I haven't actually seen it. Yeah, that's like a throwback, like a little indie throwback. But um, I haven't seen that in years. But it's like Star Wars nerds going to a Star Wars convention. Um, so, yeah, those two I thought were really funny and a good way to, like use it in a, in a way that works, in a way that, like, grows these characters and puts them all together, and, you know, hilarity ensues. Yeah. Um, well, there's a lot, like we said, a lot of comedies, uh, ones that I'll just, like, throw out there uh, to acknowledge. Obviously, there's uh, Road Trip. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Uh, there's Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> right, yeah. which like I didn't think of for the longest time. I was like, oh my god, yeah, that is a road trip. Oh, movie, you know but... what? You were asking me movies that Colorado was famous for. That's one of them. Oh, Dumb that and was Dumber. shot here. Yeah, the Stanley <laughs> Hotels in it. It's, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just remember that. <laughs> That's true. Um, 
another one that I, I want to mention, uh, Zombieland. Yes. Uh, uh, unfortunately, Zombieland 2 is also kind of like a road trip movie, but not as good. Zombieland Double Tap, uh, do not recommend. <laughs> That's too bad. If you haven't seen the second one, I think you're fine if just seeing the first one. <laughs> it, was uh, one of the, yeah. it was one of those many sequels, like, you know, like Anchorman 2, where, like, it's like, uh, you waited too long to do this. Right. You would have done this maybe a year or two after, but, like, yeah. Uh, but the original Zombieland, so good. Um, because, like we were saying, it's it's they take a story and then they use the context of a road trip. It's like, these were just like four kind of loners that, uh, come together as a family in the zombie apocalypse. Uh, but like they use going to a certain destination as, uh, the device of the movie, but it's really about them coming together as a family. Um, but like, I have to mention, I've already mentioned it in the podcast, but like the ultimate road trip classic, which is planes, trains, and automobiles. Like that one, um, as an adult, I've only seen it fully through, like, once or twice, but, like, it's just always been a classic. Uh, I think uh, it has such a, like, a heart-wrenching ending. So uh, I've never actually seen it. You haven't? I have okay. not. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. It was, like, I grew up seeing it, but then I finally was like, you know, I should, like, watch this through as an adult. Um, I think it's a classic uh, John Hughes you know, obviously he did Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller's Day Off and wrote Home Alone and things like that. And I think Planes, Train, and Automobile, there's definitely some, I'm sure there's stuff that doesn't age well, certain types of comedy. I'm sure a lot of people, like, look at Steve Martin's character as kind of an asshole. Um, but, like, the dynamic that him and John Candy have, and uh, I think just, like, the ending, it, it, it's not necessarily, like, a twist, but it, it's... Uh, some comedies you can go heartfelt towards the end and it does and like it really works um and so uh, i think that's also that's like the typical buddy we talked about buddy comedy where like the people don't like each other in the beginning they, they're kind of strangers and they're kind of thrust in this situation and they go through this journey of trying to get steve martin home for the holidays and uh yeah i think it's um just the the it's worth watching, definitely. Uh, it's a classic, and I think they use that trope really well. And also, like, they take Steve Martin's character, like, through a nice growth as far as he is... I don't want to say he's a full-in asshole, but he's, he's kind of selfish and, you know, uh, a jerk in the beginning. And then by the end, I think he kind of learns, like, the importance of, like, his family and also, like... Uh, going through this stuff with John Candy's character. And, like, also, it's, it's got John Candy. Like, who doesn't right. love John Candy? It's one of his best roles. And uh, so, yeah, I definitely recommend if you haven't seen it. I do want to see it now. I'm interested. Because, you know, like you said, John Candy and Steve Martin. And now I'm curious about this ending, too, because you said there's kind of a twist to it. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's hard to say if, if some would consider it a twist as it's more just so, like, it's it's emotional and, like, I think sometimes with comedy endings, like, the emotion stuff can kind of come off as cheesy or, like, doesn't work. But I think this one, they pulled it off really well. Um, and it's not like it tries to make it a full-on drama or anything, but it just... It was like, I had a feeling that it was going to happen as I was watching. I was like, wait, is this going to happen? And then, like, they revealed it. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and, yeah, it's just really, really well made. And it feels like... Like, we don't quite have, like, John Hughes-esque movies anymore. Um, 
obviously, like, he did so many classics in, like, the 80s and early 90s, and I think this is one of his better ones. And some people, it's the, it's their favorite that he's done. So, um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check it out. I'll see if it's, like, streaming on anything. Um, so, yeah, we, like we said, it's been used in multiple genres, and another one is drama. Yeah. The exact opposite of comedy. <laughs> um, and... I think what works for, like, road trip in comedy also works for road trip in drama in that it's about, like, the character growth and the tension the characters are put through and how they deal with it. and like, getting like stuck the char- together, usually. Stuck together, yeah. Like, so what is working in comedy is also, like, totally what works in drama. Um, so some of the ones that I like are Into the Wild, which is interesting because that's actually, like, a... A very singular road trip. It's pretty much just one guy um, and his, like, internal growth, which is very interesting. Um, and then there's Wild with <laughs> Reese, even though it's more, like, on-foot road trip. Um, I liked that. Like, I saw it a few years ago, and I remember liking it a lot more than I thought I would. And it's interesting because it's about a very, like, complex and broken woman. And we're not... We don't really get to see female characters who are, like, that who are so like down and out and mm-hmm. just the simplest type of growth for her is great uh you know iconic easy rider like the road trip tendal road trip movies um <laughs> up in the air with george clooney like that's kind of road trippy also flying e kind of <laughs> flying e travel but it's like that one was really heavy to watch because you know it's about him having to go around the country firing people and that's uh, very dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> but the one that I like the most out of that would mostly be a dramedy, I think considered largely to be a dramedy, and that's Little Miss Sunshine. Yep. It's amazing. You've seen it, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I love that movie. I haven't seen it in years, but when it first came out, I was in love with it. I thought it was brilliant and funny and sweet and dramatic and sad. I cried. I laughed. I All of that. It encompassed all of it. Um... And for those of you who haven't seen it, it's, like, about a dysfunctional family, and they all get in, like, this yellow VW bus to go get their daughter to compete in the Little Miss Sunshine pageant. Um, and the whole family is just dealing with their own personal issue. Yeah. They're insane. Um, they're And the cast is incredible, too. It's, like, Tony Collette's the mom. Greg Canoe's the dad. Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin's Steve the grandpa. Steve Carell in, like, his first, like, dramatic mainstream role. Like, I feel yeah. like that was the one that showed us, like, he's not just, like, the goofy guy from The Office. Like, he can yeah. pull dramatic. And his growth, I think, was, like, the best in the movie. And Paul Dano, too. Paul God, Dano. Paul Dano's just so brilliant. Like, yeah. he's, he should be in way more things. But Paul Dano's, like, the son who doesn't speak. And then... He the first time we ever hear him, he's just like letting out that visceral scream. Yeah. Um, all of it. I mean, it's just so great. And what I love about it is like they're all going through their own thing. They're super messed up. They're all going through a really terrible time in their own personal lives, and they're thrown into this like VW bus together, just this like hurling piece of metal they all <laughs> have to be in, and kind of like work through their shit unintentionally. And that's why I really like it is because it's. Not so much about the destination at all. It yeah, really the pageant's the not the main plot point. It's just mm-hmm. like uh, it's a like you said. It's a it's a thing they have to get to. Exactly, and like what happens at the pageant, like 
doesn't necessarily matter. It's like what they go through on the way there and how they grow as a family and grow as themselves. And I just I love that. And I love like the themes of family in it too, you know, dealing with dysfunction, but being like a unit. Um, and I, I really do think it is like a very good blend of comedy and drama and using the road trip elements to enhance both the comedy and the drama of it. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I, I definitely wanted to talk about this one as well, because um, I, I bet some people can throw it in the comedy thing, but I, I feel like you said it's more of a dramedy. Um, it's a drama that has some comedy in it. It's obviously, like you said, that incredible cast that like some funny things come about, and there's some really funny moments, but then there's, like you said, some very heartbreaking moments. Uh, the Paul Dano scene is <laughs> yeah like so heart-wrenching, because it's something that, like... It you can't see it coming, right? Like, but it it's it plays out so naturally, and obviously, like they're kind of dealing like uh, the Steve Carell's character like tried to commit suicide, yeah, and then like uh, like yes, they are trying to get um, uh, the 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 daughter and the granddaughter to this little Miss Sunshine pageant, and it's she's like. She's, I wouldn't say she's the main character. I think it's definitely an, an ensemble movie. But it's funny how, like, yeah, she's, like, the most innocent one with, like, this dysfunctional family. And, like, I do like that they all come together to get her there because, like, they clearly see that, like, it's important to her. And um, it's, like, like we were saying, what's so good about some road trip movies is, like, yes, the road trip is a big device, but it's not, like, the main thing in the movie. It's... Um, about them all coming together, like you said, with all their different shit. It juggles many different problems, I think, really well, but trapping them to where they have to deal with it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And they, like, what I find so sweet about the movie, too, is that they are going through very dramatic things. Like, we're touching on, like, suicide and mental health and mortality. Like, all these (laughs) drugs, like, heavy themes. And they kind of are forced to come together and find, like, a little bit of light, like, a little bit of hope and happiness together, which I find very sweet. And, like, again, that touches on, like, something with family, where, like, you do have to, like, come together and find something nice to for, you know, all together. Yeah. I just, I really like that movie. Now I want to yeah. watch it. I was going to say, I want to rewatch it. <laughs> I haven't seen it in years, and I remember, yeah, when it first came out, like, I loved it. I thought it was so good. And I still I still do, so I definitely want to rewatch it and see like how I feel about it now. I'm sure I'd still really like it. Yeah, I like you said, uh, just talking all about it now, I, I want to rewatch it. And, and also like the comedicness of like the vehicle that they're all in. It's funny to me because like it it's a big size family. like there's what like six or seven of them, and they're kind of shoved into this VW uh, van and like, like they're all just scrunched together and like I don't know I'm sure you've been on like a road trip or something with family where you're kind of scrunched into a vehicle and um it felt very real and because like you said they're juggling all these different problems at once and they're just like close proximity it's like like uh, I just think it's much different compared to if like the family had like an RV you know where like they have space it's like no 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 you're you're shoved together um, it's not like they have like a TV or something in the back. They don't, um, it's not even really about like them stopping at like hotels as much. It's, it's like, it feels like a lot of the movies, them like in the car and then like these random dark things happen throughout. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just a little gimmick of like, don't they have to like run to get it 
get the car going. Yeah, at some point, yeah. I don't know if I, I can't remember if that's the whole movie, but I know that that it becomes a thing where they have to like somehow I forgot what happens exactly, but something with the car where they all have to like the car has to be in motion before it can go, so they all have to like push it and then run in. Yeah, and run they, and then jump in and and like as the movie goes, I think they get like better at it. Yeah. Because <laughs> in the beginning it's like a little more difficult for them and then it's kind of become routine. Um where, like, even though they're the, some of them may be mad at each other or pissed at each other, like, oh, well, we got to get the van going. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say, too, that that movie, like, really did a lot for dramedies in general. Like, I don't think dramedies were as, like, mainstream before that movie. And maybe it was because, like, the road trip element, like I said, elevated both the comedic and the dramatic parts of it. So that was a beautiful combination. And I think it really did a lot for, like independent movies and independent dramedies too because i feel like we weren't really seeing a ton of them before this yeah and i think that also came around a time where obviously we're both you know we went to school for film and like that was one that like i remember it being nominated for stuff but like it definitely um felt like it was a movie i hadn't heard of until like award season and then after that it was like oh i gotta I gotta check this out, and then I eventually saw it on DVD. I'm like, damn, this is it's so good. <laughs> this is really good. I I, uh, I feel like everyone who's seen it, like I've never really met someone who hates this movie. It's like everyone who's seen it likes it, or you haven't seen it. It's, yeah, <laughs> it feels like it's one of those two. <laughs> and I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Alan Arkin won the Oscar that year, yeah. and Eddie Murphy was furious because he was <laughs> up for Dreamgirls, which Dreamgirls. Iconic. Dreamgirls slaps. It's a great movie. And Eddie Murphy is great in it. But he didn't win, and he literally stormed out of the Oscars. Really? Yeah, that's, like, what I think of when I think of Alan Arkin winning the movie. Because it was, like, uh, it was like one of those things where, like, everyone thought Eddie Murphy was going to win. He won, like, the, the Golden Globe and the SAG, and it was, like, between him and Alan Arkin, but everyone thought Eddie Murphy would get it. And then Alan Arkin gets it, and Eddie Murphy's like, I'm out of here, bye. And just stormed <laughs> off. <laughs> well, I think, well, like, we go over in our episode about awards season, it's... He, they probably gave it to Alan Arkin because they weren't sure when he was going to be, like, nominated Right. Again. Like, they, they often do this with some actors where if they've been nominated a certain amount of times or they haven't, like, and they're older, they're like, oh, let's just give it to them. Like, because they, they don't like particularly giving awards to people who have passed. Like, I know they did it for Heath Ledger, but they don't really like to do that. Um, So I think they're just like, oh, we'll give it to Alan just in case it's his last chance. Yeah, (laughs) right? It could be a little bit of that. Although, like, they also do love to give comedians who have turned into dramatic roles, they, like, eat that shit up. But that that year, I just looked it up, and he's still going. Alan Arkin's 85. Wow. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, one that I also wanted to mention, but uh, I've only seen it like once fully through, is uh, Thelma and Louise. Yes. Which, you know, it, it feels like that was a movie that, um, I don't know, it, it, it feels like there weren't a ton of like double female leads movie, like buddy film uh, that were uh, female buddy films. There weren't. I mean, there still really aren't a ton, but and that especially one's, then. And that one, like, what, what's crazy is after all this time, you know, uh, obviously it's more dramatic and there's uh, tons of shit that goes on uh, with it. 
But, like, the ending is so iconic. Uh, yeah. Everyone at least knows the ending if you haven't seen the movie because it's been parodied and spoofed. and Yeah, and people make you know. jokes about it, and you're like, oh, we're going to Thelma and Louise off this thing. You mm-hmm. know, like... <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so uh, I, I wouldn't even say if it's a spoiler if we said what it was. Because right. it's, like, so known <laughs> that they drive uh, off the cliff because uh, they'd rather you know, live free (laughs) or die free than, than live. Yeah. uh, (laughs) And what I would also say on that note, like the ending is so iconic too, probably because it is two females and we probably weren't used to even seeing like two females have a bad ending for themselves where it's not like, Oh, everything works out and they're okay in the end. Like they're like, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. They're so screwed in the end. And I don't know. I think that that doesn't end with them getting together with men. No. (laughs) Married with kids. Married with kids. Right. Getting their shit together. So shocking. (laughs) Yeah. That's a really good one. And that also gave us like baby Brad Pitt. That was like one of his first roles. (laughs) Baby Brad Pitt. Baby Brad Pitt. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are some dramas, but, uh, as you said, there's also, uh, action movies that use, uh, this, uh, element as well. Um, do you have, uh, I think we kind of mentioned it earlier, but an iconic action or thriller? So I don't have an action, but I do have a horror. I'm oh, talk about. okay. And this is really. I thought you were talking about Mad Max. <laughs> uh, I was going to, but I was like, you know what? I talked about that a lot in my top ten movies, <laughs> and I, I do love Mad Max, so that is up there for like action or like, um, pretty much like any genre that's not comedy or drama, which I feel like there's not really a ton. Like, yeah. there's some action movies. There's not, I can't think of many sci-fi movies. I'm sure maybe one will come to me. Maybe, like, where the worlds could be kind of considered because they're traveling. I don't know. Um, There really aren't a ton of horror either. Um, But one that I would consider to be a road trip movie of horror is The Hills Have Eyes. And I'm talking the original 1977 Wes Craven. I think there was a remake. I never saw it. So, Um, but basically... It's scary because they use the road trip elements in a way that's horrifying. So, have you seen it? I have not. Okay, do you know what it's about? Uh, not a ton, really. Okay, so I'll just give, like, an abridged version for, you know, people who haven't seen it without spoiling too, too much. But, whatever, it was in the 70s. If you haven't seen it, that's on you. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, decades of spoiling at this point. Um, but basically, a family is on a road trip... Uh, in an RV, uh, they're driving back home, and their car breaks down. Um, and where it breaks down is away from civilization. They're out in the middle of the desert. Nothing is around. Uh, no gas stations, no town. Uh, and this was in the 70s, so they didn't have, you know, an iPhone or a Find My Friend app. Like, they were <laughs> on their own. Yeah. Um, and the it's a road trip in that it... It's a journey that gets halted, and then the idea is to get out of there and travel back home. Um, so even though, like, without spoiling too, too much, um, it's not a traditional in sense, like, beginning to end, they're fully driving the whole time. They're driving, then they have to stop, and then it's like, how the fuck do we get out of here to keep going, to drive away, or run, like, you can't really run away, it's a desert. Um... And that's horrifying. Like, I don't know if you've ever driven through a desert, but there is nothing. Oh, yeah. I, it's scary. I definitely have in uh, certain states. I think it, it was in Colorado once when I was driving that, like, 
we saw a sign that was basically like, this may be the last gas station for, like, say, like, 100 miles or <laughs> something yeah. like that, where it's just like, oh, well, we better fill up because <laughs> we could get stranded out exactly. in the middle of nowhere and there's, like, no signal. And that's horrifying because, like, what yeah. would you do? Like, what yeah. would you do? I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I don't know. And so, like, yeah, it really exemplifies that of, like, what there's so many areas in this country, especially, that's just, like, emptiness. And what do you do when you're there? And there's no, you don't know how to get out. Um, and then, of course, like, there's some savage uh, cannibals in the area. So <laughs> shit gets intense. Um, but, yeah, that's why I really like it is because it shows these characters are very, like, vulnerable and exposed to the elements, to these people. Um, they're just, like, so out there in the open. And, yeah, some of the journey is, like, how do we get out of here? to prevent anything worse from happening. Um, and so in that way, there is, like, a lot of, like, character growth and plot devices, like, pushing it. Um, but, yeah, it, it's scary. I think if you watch it now, like, I do find the concept scary. Um, you know, some 70s horror doesn't always age super well. Um, I'm, I wonder if the remake is, like, horrifying. How's that? But, like, um, like, the concept itself is really, really scary to me because, like, when I think what was so cool about road trips is that, like, it is part of a risk, right? Like, you go out there, you're exposed to things you don't know, you're pushed in a way you, you haven't been before, you don't know this area, and most of the time you get through it and you learn something and it's super cool and super fun, you enjoyed it. But what happens on the flip side, you know, when it goes bad and it's not fun and yeah. it's <laughs> you don't grow from it because, like, you're <laughs> screwed, or you do grow because you're screwed. So, yeah, it's like a... I don't know. Hills have eyes. It's a wild time. <laughs> if you like, you know, iconic Wes Craven whore, because it's Wes Craven, so I like it. But I don't know if the the villains are as horrifying as they probably were in the 70s. They probably aged poorly with the special effects makeup. <laughs> so, yeah, and then um, this isn't really... Like, I guess this would be more like a fantasy movie, but another one is Risk Cutter's A Love Story. Uh, that's a great one. Um, and that's kind of, like, I don't know how to even describe that movie. Um, it's like a little niche independent movie that takes place in the afterlife. And that's all I'll say about that. But there's driving. <laughs> it's a road trip movie in the afterlife. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Interesting. I haven't uh, I haven't seen either of those, so I have to take a look. Um, yeah, mine is going to be one I've I've talked about plenty of this podcast before, uh, for like action slash it could be in the drama category as well as uh, Logan. Yes, um, nice. That well, the thing uh, like we've said for a lot of these, what I like about Logan is like the road trip is like the goal. Like he's trying to get um, what turns out to be like his like daughter to um this safe zone with uh these uh and all the stuff that happens along the way um as far as he's with uh Xavier and then like they they the car gets run off the road and they you know meet a family and then this happens action scene this happens and then like he goes through this uh issue and like a lot of it I think is just so well done because it's uh, this movie's such a character piece. It is like about Logan. It is about him like kind of coming to terms, like he's like ready to die, 
and um, he's someone that, uh, if you know, like, the Wolverine slash Logan character, you know, he's pretty much, like, not supposed to die. Like, he <laughs> has healing powers, and um, so he's been alive for, like, over 100 years. <laughs> he's just, like, crazy old, and but he's finally, like... Uh, he's been through some shit and he doesn't really have a ton of reason to live. He's got like only a couple goals and, but then like this kind of gives him a new goal, like a new mission, a new thing, a reason to keep going. And I think that they use the road trip element uh, as such a perfect way to go with his, uh, his journey to um, kind of like accepting death and moving on and yeah I just I think it's handled so well I think they do a nice blend of action sequences like sprinkled throughout but also just like some quiet moments some good scenes some character growth and uh it I think it's just if you've seen it it, it's handled so well I don't even like to call it like a superhero movie because I don't think they're like that's like a genre I think it's just more it's a comic book adaptation of a character and it feels kind of like a travel movie slash western slash character piece uh with some action and yeah i just think it's it's handled so well uh the acting is of course incredible i was really mad that hugh jackman and patrick stewart weren't nominated for awards (laughs) because yeah it was just handled so well and um it kind of a lot of people said, like, ever since The Dark Knight, it feels like a superhero or a comic book adaptation hasn't been taken seriously like this. That it doesn't have to be giant explosions and CGI effects and, like, like the Marvel movies have, like, a very, like, jokey kind of family-friendly formula where it's like, this is rated R, this is violent, this is brutal. And, yeah, I just think, I, I really like... You, you see where things start at the beginning of the film, where he has to go on this journey, and then you see where it is by the end. And uh, that's where, like we've said for a lot of these, like the road trip element helps it so well, because he's trapped on the road with this girl that he just met <laughs> that, uh, for most of the film, doesn't really speak English. And, um, you, you know, he's... If you know him from any of the movies, he's not exactly like a warm... <laughs> A talkative person and he has to take care of this kid um so yeah i think it's just one of my favorites and they use the road trip uh dynamic really well they do yeah i think it is a really great way to tell the hero's journey yeah truly and a great service to the fans too like for the character and for the fans it's like perfect to have done it in that style where it's like a literal journey he has to go on Physically, emotionally, mentally, as do we, because we, you know, have been with this character for what two decades at that point. Yeah, <laughs> and like you said, something interesting about how like um, since the Dark Knight, a lot of people weren't taking comic book adaptations seriously. And what's interesting is I feel like Logan was extremely overlooked in that regard because it felt like it was like now. Well, now we're here with Joker and. Yeah. Joker is so different because it's so serious and like, oh, you know, just a dramatic character. Oh, have we ever seen anything like it? It's like, yeah, we we did. Y'all just didn't take it seriously because yeah. Logan was that. And you're right. Like, it was a fantastic movie. Nothing, even like if you had nothing to do with the X-Men and you'd never saw one of those movies or read a comic book, it stands on its own completely. 
And yeah, it wasn't it wasn't taken seriously. Like you're right, they both should have probably been nominated because both their acting jobs were incredible. And some recognition for like making those characters work for, you know, decades. Um but yeah, I don't know why. Like I don't know why the Joker is where it's at and <laughs> Logan isn't, because in my opinion there's one movie that's like exponentially better than the other one. Yeah, well, I think a big part of it is uh, we've talked, we complained a lot about the awards, is most awards stuff, they really take films that were released anywhere from, like, September to December. You know, it's like they almost forget about all the other movies that come out. and Like, there'll be some that trickle through, but, like, you know... Uh, Logan came out in March that year. Okay. And so, and kind of like how Us came out in, like, February. Right. But then, like, people didn't nominate Lupita Nyong'o for Best Actress or, uh, like, anything for Screenplay or anything like that. Um, I think films that come out earlier in the year uh, award people kind of forget about it. And I, I think Logan got nominated for, like, Best Adapted Screenplay or something like that. Like, one of the awards. But nothing, like, where it should have been nominated for those acting performances of all the things. Um, uh, and maybe even Best Picture or Best Director. I think James Mangold handled it very well. And, um, yeah, uh, it's one that, like, I didn't necessarily know it'd be a road trip movie. You know, right. like, when you see the trailers, like, you knew it was going to be about him kind of coming to terms and Hugh Jackman had opened up and saying, like, this is my last time playing him. And so we were curious how that was going to be. And it was like, oh, it's a road trip movie? Like, okay, interesting. Right, and that is, like, it is a really nice way to do that with the character, like, using that plot device to get him out of his comfort zone for kind of, like, one last time. Yeah. It really worked very well in this movie. Definitely. Um, Yeah, so that's, uh, uh, were there any other general road trip movies we haven't mentioned yet? Um... Oh, uh, Mary Kate and Ashley getting there. <laughs> that, they do have a road trip movie. Oh god! They do. It's uh, called like getting there or going there or being there. I don't remember, but they're uh, so good. You remember the title? So iconic that I don't remember the title, but I remember the poster because it's those two on a in a car and they're just like kind of like posing like eh, we're driving. But um, hold on, I'm gonna pull up a photo of it because you need to see this. But they are driving from I'm not sure where. I have no idea where. Um, to get to the Olympics, because you know how teenage girls love the Olympics. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and so yeah, they're like the Olympics were in Salt Lake City that year, so they're driving from who knows where to Salt Lake City to watch the Olympics. And maybe they're competing in it. I don't remember. See, do you remember this poster? It's iconic. Oh, I, I, uh, I mean, it looks familiar. But like all the Olsen twin posters, they, like look. <laughs> oh, the tagline is "Sweet Sixteen and Licensed to Drive." Oh God! To the Olympics, <laughs> <laughs> like every sixteen-year-old wants to do. Oh wow! Well. On that note, uh, Jess, uh, any other movies that come to mind that aren't the Olsen twins? No, just that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, we'd love to hear what are your favorite uh, road trip movies. Obviously, we didn't mention all of them. We just kind of mentioned some of our favorites. And uh, what genres do you think they should do? Like we said, I'd love to see more of a sci-fi kind of road trip movie. Um, I'm sure there's some that we're missing that they may have used that, but... 
uh, yeah, it's it's interesting plot device. And are there any other uh, sort of plot devices that you would like to hear us talk about on the podcast, like vacation type movies, road trip movies, uh, or other ones like that that we use the same element for many different types of films that we could talk about? Please let us know. Tweet at us. Comment. Uh, leave a review. Anything like that. But uh, yeah, Jess, where can I find you on the social medias? On Instagram and Twitter, I am at JessQuaz, at J-E-S-S-K-W-A-Z-Z. I am uh, at Instagram, uh, at Instagram, that's (laughs) (laughs) I pulled that tag. No, uh, on Instagram, I'm at Brandon Prosek. On Twitter, I'm at The Pros. Uh, And uh, please follow Entertainment Buffet on Facebook, uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, and um, if you want to please like, subscribe, on whether you're on Spotify, you're on Apple Podcasts, uh, please let us know um, uh, other topics you'd like to hear us talk about. Um, usually I like to plug some upcoming shows, but uh, <laughs> we're kind of in a time where now we're recording this, where like with the coronavirus and everything, it's... I don't know what shows may or may not be happening, uh, so please just follow Entertainment Buffet and we'll provide updates on either canceled comedy shows that I'm running in Chicago or upcoming ones. <laughs> yeah, and on that note, I just want to say it's it's very weird and kind of scary what's going on right now. We're not totally sure where this is headed, um, and it's really easy to get very anxious over it. I mean, I have anxiety so I'm always anxious about the end of the world but in this case you know it's very easy to see headlines and see videos of people shopping for toilet paper and get really anxious and freaked out and I think that's very natural but we're all gonna be okay we're all in this together just be kind to one another be kind to yourself be kind to those around you and that's really what we should be doing right now yeah and wash your hands wash your hands (laughs) and and hey if you're staying home because you're quarantined or you don't want to go out um you know there's plenty of media and content to consume podcasts uh, to catch up on you can listen to ours you can listen to movie trailer trash um uh, our friends podcasts like there's uh let's try to not you know like she said let's be nice to one another and maybe just look at this as like a little like self-reflecting getaway stay home for a little while take care of yourself and then we'll hopefully go back to normal life soon yeah and you guys can not like i don't mean to plug this i mean i'm serious but like you guys can listen to us listen to (laughs) episodes as a way to like take your mind off things for an hour i mean that's what i like to do with my podcast is just forget about the world have a laugh zone in on one thing hopefully we can put your mind at ease a little bit even though we're not scientists or (laughs) have any idea what we're doing either but you know we're we're here for you for a laugh yeah, if you're listening, tell us what you want us to talk about, because we may be recording some more episodes soon, since we'll both be home. Yeah, <laughs> seems like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, well, be safe out there, and wash your hands. Wash your hands. Bye. <laughs>